1: Oh, here we are on day two of the three inning.
0: We're getting freaky with it. <laughs>
1: really? Stacey, it's day two. We gotta keep up the
0: antics.
1: The well <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh sure we do. I mean This week is vitally important.
0: V- vitally.
1: Uh, you know, if you don't know what the three inning is, well, <laughs> open up those ear holes, baby. Ew. And uh, let me pour some info in them with my mouth.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well,
1: ah, uh, this is a fundraising week all week long. We're gonna be talking about the third entry in horror franchises. And this is all done in the name of raising funds for the National Black Justice Coalition.
0: Hell yes! The National Black Justice Coalition is a civil rights org focused on empowering black LGBTQ and same-gender loving people. Their mission is to end racism, homophobia, and LGBTQ slash SGL bias and stigma. You can learn more about them at nbjc.org. And we do have our fundraiser linked in our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. You can find that at mightycause.com slash story slash 7 V G one jg
1: And you guys, like we, we're doing an episode every day for a week, but we're not recording in advance. Like we're recording the day before the episode goes up. So we don't we're have a day behind y'all. We're a day behind, y'all. We don't have like a stockpile of episodes. Like this is as we go. So today, as we're recording this, it's Monday. The campaign's been up since Sunday evening, and our initial goal has like been met already. You guys, you we have the best <laughs> listeners. You guys are so amazing. Thank you. It's so, so much.
0: cool. If I mean, we announced this, like you said, on Sunday. Um, it is Monday right now that we are at $950. Our goal was a thousand. So, I mean, in two days we've already raised that. That's so rad. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I don't know, Stacy. I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little itch. Ew. I got, I got a little, what? I put my cream on it. <laughs> it's the Benadryl cream. It's a miracle. I got the little, um, the, the, the thermometer itch and I feel like. I want I want more room on that thermometer, so I think I think should I adjust the goal?
1: I think we should adjust the goal because I mean we're all here for the thermometer action, right? Oh yeah. That's what it's all about. I love oh, to yeah. see that thermometer get filled up. So well, why not?
0: <laughs> you had me at get filled up. Um, oh god. <laughs> I am adjusting this goal to two
1: thousand
0: dollars from our Whoa. initial one thousand.
1: And Stacey, look at that! We're already halfway there. We are already halfway there on day two.
0: How exciting.
1: So, yeah, again, thank you guys. You guys are the best listeners.
0: For real. For real. For real. It's it's so cool that we've already had 28 people jump in here in the first two days since it's been announced. Really, once again, day one for us. Yeah. And, yes.
1: Keep Please spread in the word with the retweeting or the posting or the linking or whatever. That is super helpful to get yeah. more eyeballs on it.
0: Especially if you can't donate. We would really appreciate that.
1: Yes. Yeah. If you can't donate, I totally understand. Totally understand. I I mean, today, for example, I just donated some uh, brain cells to the movie. <laughs> That's fine. But uh, I did... Uh, Here's here's another thing. We're changing our format slightly this week. Yes, Um, we usually end the episodes with listener questions. We're not doing that this week. We're we're experiencing freedom, yeah, from from the tyranny agency of you guys being nice and sending in questions for
0: us to talk about. Because let's be real. We're already doing these every day. That homework is just, that, that, it's extra work, man, to have I'm to think of what's my favorite soundtrack in a theme park ride.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, I'm already overwhelmed with this schedule. I already don't know what time it is. Today, we decided we we're going to record at 6 p.m. my time, and I get a text from Anthony at 6 p.m. that says, I'm ready, and I was shocked because I thought it was only 4 o'clock. So clearly time already has no meaning for me. Um, Yesterday, on yesterday's episode, I did, I'm sure listeners are still thinking about me talking about the grocery store. Because it was just incredible content. It was compelling. I mean, if we don't
0: get the Peabody for the Luca and Dave episode. Yeah, then it'll be for for...
1: my I Love Grocery Stores manifesto. (laughs) I mean, it's well worth the internet bandwidth to tell it, yes. but I just thought people might like to know that I did get some groceries delivered today <gasps> via Instacart. It's not the same experience. You pay like twice as much for every product.
0: It's true. And sometimes they just give you what they have, like not what well, you order, right?
1: this is what happened to me today. Okay. Oh. Well, first of all, this is a minor complaint. I ordered two pounds of apples. They brought me two apples
0: <laughs> were they really heavy apples
1: <laughs> they' were very dense <laughs> they were made of lead yeah your
0: teeth just come right out of the apple <laughs>
1: yeah no and they I ordered some toilet paper spoiler alert yes everybody I use toilet paper. <laughs> Did you get Uh. two pounds of it, though? (laughs) Well, I ordered some, and apparently the one that I ordered was out. And so they said, can we replace it with this? And I said, sure. Who cares? Toilet paper is toilet paper. Well, I get this toilet paper, right? And Mm. it's called, like, El Gigante or something. I don't know. It's scented toilet paper. (laughs) Oh, what? Which, first of all, seems like something that would have been done away with early 80s at the latest
0: absolutely
1: right uh it smells like a grandmother which is not i'm not saying that's not a goal (laughs) in life we all love the way a grandmother smells if we've ever smelled a grandmother
0: but a powder downstairs
1: see this is the thing i'm a little bit afraid to use it because the idea of like rubbing a perfume bottle all over my down belows more than once a day. Spoiler alert. More than once a day. I go I go to the bathroom.
0: She's not briefcase woman. She uses toilet paper more than once a day. Yeah. The world is unraveling.
1: It just doesn't seem like a good idea. First of all, who needs it? You know, like why is this a thing? But more importantly, like, it just doesn't seem sanitary somehow. Like, I'm not going to, well, can I say I'm not going to? I was going to say, I'm not going to get a bottle of Elizabeth Taylor's White Diamonds and start spritzing it on all the holes everywhere. <laughs> we, the thermometer has just reversed again. <laughs> we are now $2,000
0: on the Pledge Drive.
1: Do you see my concerns, though?
0: i do i do and i echo them thank just you just slightly more um from afar
1: <laughs> <laughs> for now i don't trust it i've i've experienced the scented
0: it. trash bag and that's we- that's fucking weird but scented toilet
1: paper like scented toilet paper i'm cautious of the tissues with the
0: lotion in, in- ingested in it or whatever that is
1: yeah just give me some paper This is fine.
0: These weird hybrid groceries. Like, do you remember when they combined the peanut butter with the jelly?
1: Yeah. I don't trust it. No. Although, I have partaken in the mustard relish combo, which (gasps) is known as hot dog relish. Thank you. Oh. It saves a little time. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm always interested in. But, you know, what if you just want one or the other, you know? Yeah.
0: Curious, but expedient.
1: Exactly. You, it's a tricky balance. You okay,
0: know? so we're, what we learned today.
1: <laughs> Does everybody have their notebooks? I should have said, I should have started with that. Get out your notebooks, everybody. Yeah,
0: pros, hot dog relish, con, scented toilet paper.
1: I mean, colored toilet paper. I'm sure the young folk listening to this are like, colored toilet paper, what? You know. That's a but thing. But yeah, once, a thi- once upon a time, colored toilet paper was a thing. And you would like coordinate your toilet paper with your bathroom.
0: Oh, right. With your like, your avocado bath mat or your, your pink <laughs> tile uh, sink.
1: Your shag toilet seat
0: cover. The shag. I need a carpeted toilet seat. I only use a toilet that is either carpeted or the faux wood.
1: It's very grandmother, which, you you know, we're both into. Yes. Plastic, enamel
0: beads.
1: Yeah. My grandmother had the pink uh, shag toilet seat cover and rug and the back. And then she got rid of that and she replaced her toilet seat and it was translucent. But it looked, it had, like, coral and fake fish in it, so it, like, you were, like, sitting on an aquarium.
0: <laughs> okay, wait, let shell sink?
1: She did have the shell sink, it was Mine pink. too. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Grandmas are the best, man.
1: I don't know why bathrooms are always a beach motif. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like, it's... I'm like I love a day at the beach. <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> while, I, while I sit here. Yeah. <laughs> you know so anyway making uh, sandcastles making (laughs) making sandcastles making dreams come true (laughs) so we'll see how the saga of the scented toilet paper goes
0: yeah we'll see if we raise back our funds
1: you know what i it's so strange that i'm single
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think everyone listening right now agrees with that (laughs)
1: And she says, I mean, oh gosh, well, whatever, it's a quarantine, we're all single.
0: (laughs) I would just like to remind you of the early days of this podcast where you're like, I think I need to stop talking about myself, it's getting too uncomfortable. (laughs) Maybe I'm revealing a little too much behind the curtain.
1: Look, I'll have those same feelings tonight when I'm editing this shit, I'm like... (laughs) Really, Stacy?
0: So I text you leave in the toilet paper.
1: My God. <laughs> Flash oh. forward
0: to Academy Award nominee Luca Guadagnino and us talking about your vagina.
1: I'm, oh my God.
0: MBJC <laughs> 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 is just gonna send us a thanks, but it's fine. <laughs>
1: thanks, thanks, but we're good.
0: A really cordial envelope.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are good. This is, no,
0: we're, we're good. We got this.
1: <laughs> oh, well. You know what? We're all going to die anyway. Who cares? And that's why today we're talking about Hellraiser 3. <laughs> yeah. Hellraiser 3. Hell on earth. Let me tell you folks, it sure is. <laughs> this was an Anthony Hudson pick, as we noted in yesterday's episode. Um... It's funny I how... was. Here are the things I was <laughs> promised with this movie. I was promised lesbians. I said Jason said there were lesbians maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did, did not I could not confirm this fact.
1: Look mentioning the word lesbians in a sentence becomes a promise. Okay? It's true. Uh, I was promised CDs shooting at someone. Check. We didn't that... get this. I
0: that was a promise that I am happy to say I kept.
1: I was it doesn't show up until the end and like towards the end of the movie, so I was starting to question you, but then (laughs) it showed up. Um, although you did classify it as a DJ Cenobite, and just for to just to be pedantic about it, it's more of a CD player. (laughs) It's like, here's what in the 90s, man i know and there's a video camera set. basically what happened is like pinhead fucking melded with a radio shack <laughs> <laughs> to create his new army why are they like cyborg adjacent
0: in this one
1: i don't just because it was 92 it's very 92 let me tell you
0: oh it could not be more this
1: is the same
0: was candyman also 92
1: Yeah, how does Candyman exist, right? (laughs) Both Clive
0: Barker properties released that year. Yeah. One of them is one of the greatest horror films of all time. Yeah. The other has DJ CD No Bite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, This one, I mean, this movie, my God. This This
0: movie... Like you said, when you texted me five minutes into your viewing and said, does this take place in reality?
1: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like it does, does it? It, it, it
0: I don't, it, it takes place somewhat like Clive Barker's friend's teenage basement. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where else. This...
1: There's a lot of blue movie lightning yeah. in this, in this film. A lot of it. They really yeah. went crazy with that. Um. I just, I, some of my notes at one point, I wrote down a lot of Z's, which implies that I was bored and or asleep.
0: Yeah. I would have guessed asleep. Yeah.
1: Um, later I wrote down, when will this end? (laughs) So. Because it's like, there was a lot that I, like I was after when I texted you about it, about how I was so confused and is this actually reality? I was into it though. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, was like, no, it's it, oh, it comes
0: off with a great start.
1: Yeah, it's like oh, reporter Tammy Skittlepits or whatever the fuck it
0: was. <laughs> that is her name. <laughs> I'm Tammy Skittlepits on the case for Action News Nine.
1: Tune in tonight at eleven. She's at a hospital, and there's no one at the hospital except for a nurse who's laying out surgical implements, and we're supposed to find this terrifying, but it's like, it's a hospital. Yeah, she lays them
0: out very slowly in the ER.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which, I mean, I guess it's weird, but also, I mean, it would be one thing if I was at your house. And you were doing that on the coffee table, I might be like, Anthony, what, what's with all the sur- why are you carefully laying out surgical implements? But when it's a, a nurse, <laughs> yeah, when it's a nurse in the emergency room, I say, well, she's doing her job. But yeah, look
0: at her making that wage.
1: Yeah. So uh, you know, we were supposed to find this terrifying. I don't know. Someone gets wheeled in and chains come out of him, and then there's blue movie lightning out of the chains and Tammy Skittlepits is like, there's a hot scoop here. <laughs> the and then she cut her. Yeah, the chains cut her and then so she tracks down this girl to a half heavy metal nightclub where it's like it seems like there's a great white cover band eternally playing and we're supposed to think that this is cool and we're supposed to think this is what young goth kids are into
0: it it, it's so it's so true to the times of you know how i spent my days in in new york
1: yeah oh god yeah back in the day in my mesh
0: onesie (laughs) (laughs) at the boiler room
1: at the boiler room, which is half heavy metal nightclub, half five star restaurant, and
0: bad art, and bad <laughs> yep, art. Yeah, what's the giant like common room hofbrauhaus house style like dining?
1: <laughs> suite? Yeah, where there's like a you know a quartet, a string quartet playing. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. you you go in the other room, and it's like she's my chin. <laughs> like okay and then pinhead is a statue for some reason (laughs) like there's a it's so embarrassing like i was actually mortified for doug bradley
0: it's you can't help but feel i felt very very bad for the man that i've seen across the hall at at many a convention
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tammy Skittle Tits she's off,
0: you know. She's Skittle
1: my... Pits! Oh, Skittle Pits?
0: Oh, Skittle Tits was her cousin.
1: Yeah, take it easy, Mel Gibson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Tammy Skittle Pits. <laughs> Is on the scoop covering the boiler room. Meanwhile, we have um we have JP, who is this like gross guzzy... Like he's not even scuzzy. He's just gross. Like like Kevin Dillon on steroids, looking motherfucker who yeah. who runs the boiler room and his like ensuite at ADU is also also attached to the nightclub, to the dining hall, to the. Tango Lounge whatever this club is. <laughs> and he wanders into the Pyramid Gallery. And the Pyramid Gallery is full. It's like it it's basically Clive Barker's storage closet. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's just like Clive Barker adjacent art everywhere. And we're I guess are we to assume that the the um ragamuffin looking person that runs the gallery is the same like like the street urchin from Hellraiser 1 who i guess takes so. back the configuration or the box like what
1: <laughs> i do, they don't explain it if you had came into this series at 3 which i guess you know you should know coming in on a third film that you're going to be missing some things but it's like uh the man whatever you said his name is i only jp wrote... <laughs> What JP did... how am I supposed to remember that <laughs> what did you write did, did you notice that JP has 1950s man body
0: he does he does he got that barrel like, chest
1: like yeah men were very barrel chested and wide and their pants were always like they were very high waisted pants and he yeah. just fit that image and I thought we were doing that in 1992
0: yeah 19, 1950 body with 1992 international male fashion catalog clothing yeah <laughs>
1: he was wearing those checkerboard pants that are like line cook checkerboard you know what I yeah mean? And,
0: and he had that that nude illusion side reveal mesh underwear
1: yeah and his red I, cowboy boots with
0: mm-hmm. the silver
1: tip he was a whole look
0: he was a fashion icon
1: so he goes to the the pyramid gallery which like you said is the clive barker cast off gallery he just goes in the middle of the night and goes in and there's a homeless man who's like you want the statue give me the money
0: with <laughs> and spectacular age makeup like yeah it's just it's, yeah it's almost it looks almost as good as when we tried to turn you into mrs Voorhees. <laughs> like <it's
1: laughs> yeah yeah stellar uh, so he buys the statue, and then later Tammy Skittlepits and her goth friends, which I kept waiting for them to les out because I was told they were lesbians. Well, Jason claims that they are lesbians. Still, as we watched it, I said I
0: don't see it. So we'll talk about that more. Continue.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they go to the Pyramid Gallery to like track it down, and here's the thing: it's just there's nobody working there. It's like closed, but all the art is still there. All the files are still there, and so it it's not as if i don't know you know the classic like but but it was right there and now it's just an empty warehouse it's like no this place is still here the person who runs it is just like on vacation this week yeah they find
0: the receipts and the invoices and they they realize the place is basically a front because they're buying everything for super cheap and selling it for well it's implied they're selling it for a lot of money but the guy just says to jp how much money do you think it's worth (laughs) and he just hands him some dollars
1: yeah. So I, I don't know, but JP has brought this hideous statue home and where Pinhead's face is in it. And, like, oh my gosh. Pinhead <laughs> wakes up. JP has brought a woman into his boudoir. And, and she having, was
0: really cool.
1: She was the worst actress I've seen in quite some time.
0: I love what she's looking at his art. She's like, really cool. Wow. Radical. You got great taste. It's just like <laughs> so dark. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> she looks at his hot topic, Clive Parker art.
1: Yeah. But they're having like crazy athletic, heterosexual sex you know there's sweat and he's like they, there's an extreme close-up on jp's face and it's just like oh, no, he does this, this he does this like
0: like uh like he's playing pool like he does this like <laughs> thrust push that's very adjacent to um how nomi malone has sex almost like it's yes. the inverse it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you could see it's a piston machine you could see him on one side and her on the other side if you do the heterosexual game
1: that's a there would be a mushroom cloud from all of the telling you from all the whatever
0: that hot friction
1: hot friction and nuclear fission (laughs) the atoms would be rubbing up against each other too much (laughs) but i love the fact that like the statue is there you see pinhead's face the eyes are closed JP has like one of those orgasms where he's yelling. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like all in, in all the Twitter videos.
1: This is what wakes up Pinhead. <laughs> he op- he opens his eyes, looks at them having this sex on the bed and then closes his eyes and goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think about the fact that they built this tube <laughs> with faces on it and Doug Bradley had to get inside the tube don't you... and stick his face through a hole like he was at fucking Knott's Berry Farm amusement park or something he had to stick his face through oh boy. don't you just love
0: the first half of his role in this film where it's just him sticking his head through a latex column <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's even it's like so great like when um when terry the 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 goth not lesbian lover shows up later and she's like just chatting with pinhead and he's like moving his head up and down to look at her but he's literally trapped inside
1: the statue yeah it's like it's so ridiculous i yeah and i wondered like how long is he gonna be trapped in the statue and he'd be like, oh, girl. Flesh. Yeah, the flesh. Flesh. We. And I'm like, you're a tube.
0: <laughs> when we did the very first production of my show, Looking for Tiger Lily, I had backup dancers that there's a sequence that was all about the Lando Lakes butter uh, mascot. And I had dancers that came out in butter costumes. And it was the exact same thing. It was just yeah. a cardboard box <laughs> yeah. with a hole cut out for the head. Yeah. and they did the exact same thing for this movie. They just put him in a fucking butter costume.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I can't believe it happened. I can't like in the first Hellraiser, like I'm like we've said before on the show talk about Hellraiser. I'm not a huge Hellraiser fan, but the first one did feel creepy and scary and the dangerous. The f- first
0: one is artful, I think. Yes. Clive yes. Barker is an artist yeah i'm not always here for his art but i do think the first
1: one is a solid artistic vision and horror yeah and pinhead and company are weird (laughs) pinhead and co pinhead and co you know but they're also intimidating and scary and et cetera et cetera and i'm just like here we are only two movies later and look
0: yeah He's yeah. a face
1: in a tube.
0: He's a face in a tube, and now he's joined by his 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 Radio Shack Burger King Kids Club.
1: <laughs> exactly,
0: it's incredible. Uh, Meanwhile, Tammy's stamp. What was her name? Tamala Sta- Stapleton. What? Tamala Stapleton. T- investigative reporter Tamala Stapleton <laughs> of Action News Nine new york who you know that she's she's down on her luck in her job because she is she's waiting for that scoop she just covers horrible stories that and and she really needs the money because she has the most palatial fucking loft. i know with a view of all of new york city somehow that she nobody knows how she affords this yeah and when she's not hanging out in her apartment talking about getting a scoop but not actually doing any investigative reporting
1: <laughs> she has nom flashbacks yes that <laughs> it, goes, it goes from the art this movie goes art gallery hospital room chains blue movie lightning vietnam flashback and flashbacks. I, just, I texted you i'm like what is happening <laughs> repeated vietnam
0: flashbacks because She's and, and I, I said, Is she having a fucking Nam flashback? And you see, you see the overtly ethnicized depiction of, of Vietnamese people with that the, the hats and running through the yeah. trees with guns, and you see guys explode arms flying everywhere. It's just and it looks like it's filmed in somebody's backyard, like a forested backyard. It doesn't look yeah. like Vietnam by any means. And she's having these it turns out she's having dreams about her dad who she never met yeah. who died in vietnam so how is she she's dreaming about him but and then and then it turns out stacy that the dreams about her dad are actually dreams about colonel pinhead
1: yeah. who
0: was pinhead before he discovered the box and became the incredible P- and he needs her to... Okay, wait. Get out the red string. <laughs> it's said, and we learned this through a special guest appearance by the Pixels of Ashley Lawrence, that <laughs> Kirsty, in the second film freed Pinhead's soul. Right. And made him good. But then there's still a shell of the evil version of Pinhead trapped in the statue... But then good human Colonel Pinhead is trying to stru- stop the statue, even though Christy already stopped it.
1: It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And by the time they get to all of that, you've already been watching this for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then they try to cram all of this in, and you're like, I don't care. And then JT or PJ or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> he, show, he gets turned into a Cenobite, and he's like a sewing machine or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think he was a sewing machine. He I was a sewing tell. machine, because it,
0: it just went rah, 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 back and forth in his head. Yeah. Which was suddenly, he had like a giant ball baby head.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. And then, and then...
0: Terry, the not-lesbian lover slash roommate, who is taken in by investigative reporter Pamela Triplehorn.
1: <laughs> Jean Triplehorn. Jean
0: Triplehorn, <laughs> star of TV's Big Love. Then she comes in, and she gets turned into a Ceno by off-camera, and she... Her, her kind of cenobite is she's the tra- the lady with the tracheotomy on the TV commercial that says, I wish I could quit, but I can't.
1: Yeah, she's a don't smoke PSA, <laughs> yeah. which this movie needs because there's so much smoking in this movie. And it's like,
0: it's, there is a lot. It was, listen, it was the 90s. I know,
1: it's just wild because you don't think about that cha- that cultural change. Yeah. Where we, we don't really see any smoking unless maybe it's a period piece.
0: Well, and now movies can be rated that can go against a movie's rating and then the- a little NPAA breakdown. Or, I'm sorry, now yeah. it's the MPA. Because they needed to rebrand instead of just fucking get destroyed. Uh oh, gosh. Now it says, for smoking.
1: Oh, God. Hibley. Yeah, it just... What a mess. <laughs> it's perfect. And it's like... And then the fucking pu- Here's the, the fucking puzzle box. This is always my thing. I've seen... I've realized that I do have some gaps in my Hellraiser uh, film history. I haven't seen, now I haven't seen four, five, or six, I've realized. But I, I, which is strange to me because I felt like, well, surely I've seen them all. How many can there be? There are so many.
0: There's far too many.
1: The fucking puzzle box, first of all why are you calling it a puzzle box if there's no puzzle all anyone ever has to do is pick it up and rub the side and the whole thing just does itself they even she even says well
0: it's the box but you just like put your thumbs on it and it does the rest
1: <laughs> yeah unless, like, oh how scary
0: unless there is a plot point stacy where it's just like it's just like you know when they did *Scream* the TV series, and they're like, "How do we account for someone not placing a call to nine one one on a cell phone, since everyone has cell phones?" And then it's because, oh, she got out of the pool and her hands are wet, so that's why she can't use the interface on the phone. Which, okay, that makes sense. But in this, is because she is there's blood on the box, and so her her thumbs slide around too much and go.
1: Ear, 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 ear.
0: On the puzzle box, so she can't get it to open. By by what you push one button somewhere, and it automatically does it itself. Yeah. Only this time, she just pushes like she does something else with the magic twiddle thumbs, and then it turns the po- the box into a knife. Which then, yeah, now it's a knife, <laughs> which then it's, you use to stab Pinhead, and then that turns sends them to hell.
1: Yeah, but it's then th- you, all of a sudden it's <laughs> fucking Inspector Gadget bullshit. But then, once she traps all the Cenobites in the box, Knife, then that traps her inside Pinhead's window world that is inside her window of her loft. I, I stopped trying to understand at that point. See,
0: I think I got so swept up in critical thinking with our conversations with Dave and Luca recently that I was like, I was trying to put together the meaning and the the dream states and what... and. This all I could say is the screenwriter is very deep.
1: I see. Very I'm, deep. Yeah, I guess I I guess I missed all of that because my my thinking was okay. So everyone's in the box, and then she takes the box to a construction site, which has quicksand there for some reason. Just ready and to go. Just ready to go, and so she puts the box in the quicksand, and so then they build a building on it, and for some reason the building is made out of the box. <laughs> the end. She planted a seed. She, pl- <laughs> she planted the puzzle box seed. Jean Triplehorn
0: it- is now uh, <laughs> Johnny S- Pyramid S- Seed. <laughs> Johnny Hell L- Seed.
1: Yeah. And it blossomed into a beautiful modern office building. <laughs> that no one says, hey, so when we get in these elevators,
0: chains shoot out everywhere and, and flays <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Can we get a, a service needed sign? <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness, this movie. It's It's got a lot of gore. It's got a lot of
0: gore, not effective gore. (laughs) Yeah. I do love when my favorite actor, um, wow, cool, radical, when she, right after they finish having sex, and then she, what, is she, like, walks too close to the statue or something? Or does it just, it's so weird, because there's, like, times where he's, JP will, like, lure a woman into his room and then be like, hey, Come give me a hug by my haunted column. <laughs> and, and she's always like, I'm not going to come over there. But yeah. it's already been established that haunted column can shoot chains at people and pull them
1: into haunted column. Right. So you don't. Maybe his chains are only like a foot and a half. And, but then but then somehow she like tricks
0: him and pushes him near haunted column, even though he spends half the movie standing next to it anyway. And then haunted column eats him. It doesn't make any sense, is what I'm. say. Pinhead gonna sure.
1: decided to go with uh, Tanya, not lesbian, instead yeah. of PJ. Yes, <laughs> whatever. I don't. I know. I don't know the names. I don't fucking care. I just like my brain doesn't need that information inside.
0: PJ of it. Pam Triple Tits Attorney at Law. <laughs> Total Recall. Um. And I love when she gets sucked in. Uh, the the first woman she gets sucked in and then it it chains her up and then it rips all of her skin off with like amazing it's not
1: CGI yet right
0: but it's like green screen matte painting something <laughs> like somehow they yeah. did it and then she just gets eaten by the column.
1: And then her face appears in the column. But if you notice, okay, he ripped all of her skin off. So she was just, she looked like the end of Martyrs, basically. Yeah. Except she, except even her face was gone. But then her face appears in the tube and she's got her eyebrows back.
0: Oh, well, look at her. They're offering, um, they still have a mat counter in the Haunted Column Land. (laughs) Yeah. Where Leviathan rules. And he's like... For an extra $5, you'll get a free setting powder. (laughs) It's, uh, well, because the first one was the box, the first Hellraiser. Yeah. The second Hellraiser is Julia's mattress, which they're like, Julia died on this mattress. And I'm like, I saw the movie. She never died on the mattress. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hellraiser three. It's suddenly the column.
1: Yeah. And then Hellraiser 4, they're in space. Hellra-
0: it's in space. I don't remember if they... I don't know if they play off the building. Like, maybe they shoot a rocket out of <laughs> Cenobite Plaza Tower or something. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is Adam Scott's there in the 1700s, and he's a baby in that one. Yeah. But that's about the extent of my Hellraiser knowledge. Ugh. I still just don't understand why there's two pinheads
1: well the the good one and the bad one yeah one is his soul and one is not (laughs) is that it right the doug bradley one is the soul you know it
0: was good enough for the filmmakers so i just gotta accept it
1: because the doug bradley one is a ghost uh who cares but then he's like i'm the soul but he's the shell yeah But, but what does that mean I don't. You just don't understand the machinations of hell, okay?
0: It's so. It's
1: beyond. It's beyond our ken. (laughs) You're right. All I know is Pinhead explodes a door at the nightclub and comes in, and then I finally got my flying CD action.
0: You got the flying CD action. You got that great shot. Where the woman's sitting there, and then her drink flies up out of the (laughs) air, out of the cup, and it turns into a Pinhead face, and then that turns into an ice projectile, and then flies into her head. (laughs) I thought of you.
1: Why couldn't it just go straight to the ice projectile? Why did Pinhead have to manifest in it? Like, we would understand. It had to
0: Alex Mack first into Pinhead. (laughs) We have to see his face, and then Mr. Freeze Pinhead, and then yeah, Ice Projectile.
1: Because otherwise, I'd, I would say, I don't understand this science, but <laughs> when it turns into Pinhead, I say, oh.
0: Yeah, Neil deGrasse is okay. like, oh, checks out.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chains everywhere.
0: So many chains.
1: Whipping people, and hooking people, and shooting through people.
0: The physics of these chains makes no sense. It never, uh, granted, it never has in a single Hellraiser, but in here, they, if you, if the, the chain itself even touches you, you just start bleeding. Mm. If you try to take the hook out of your hand, it rips all your fingers off. <laughs>
1: I assume that it's traveling very fast, and that's why if it hits you, you bleed.
0: But then, like, sometimes it goes straight through people's, like, heads, and other times, like, with Julia Sugarbaker, or whatever her name is, <laughs> it gets...
1: <laughs> Julia Sugarbaker. Ju-
0: Julia Sugarbaker. It gets, ju- <laughs> like, it just gets latched onto the the little bit of fabric on her sweater, and then she just takes it off and runs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And she's like, like, you can put your chains on me, Mr. Man, but I will never be held down. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the night the lights (laughs) went out at the boiler room.
0: (sighs) Julia Sugarmaker, investigative reporter, attorney at law, (laughs) and cardigan fashion designer.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Uh, Not a lesbian, unfortunately. Not a
0: lesbian! See, apparently Jason claims that there's this storyline that happens in the film that they are making a life together, which I guess goth lover says at one point, like, we're going to build a life together. She's going to get me a job. But none of that's ever been discussed
1: anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) No, no.
0: And then they get, like, a phone call from a ghost that's supposed to be her cameraman who's like her mentor or something and he also is this hippie guy with a handlebar mustache yeah (laughs) and nobody knows why her cameraman is like her boss (laughs) or her mentor (laughs) (laughs) and his name is doc so you know he's wise and they get like a fake call from him because because either nom flashback ghost dad pinhead is telling is trying to get her to help him or pinhead is trying to lure her the other one to the column
1: this is so complicated calls her and
0: says she's getting her job and you're gonna move to monterey you have to get rid of the condo and then that's what pushes goth not lover to run away and to go back to abusive ex right because you lied to me we were gonna build a life together yeah so apparently there's lesbian something in that
1: i mean i can see that for sure i just thought i assumed that there would be actual you know, See, if they diked out and solved the mystery. Oh, I'd be on board with that. I mean, I'm here for Tammy Skittlepitt's girl reporter. I'm on board with that. And especially the way she doesn't do any reporting
0: at all. <laughs> when she showed up, I was like, oh, thank God there's an entry point for Stacey. <laughs> As an investigative reporter, on yeah, the case.
1: I'm, I am all about the reporters who don't do anything. She's
0: on the case. She does not do anything.
1: <laughs> she never goes to work. No. Um. She just hounds this one traumatized young woman.
0: Yeah, and walks in and out of the looking glass world of her loft window.
1: Just goes into like the emergency, like she's in the emergency room hallway, and tries to follow the gurney in as if she has some right to. <laughs> which speaking of the column
0: and um wow cool radical getting sucked into the column and then her eyebrows reappearing i love just the editing on this film is spectacular because then there's that sequence where she's in the hospital for some reason and then the 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 person from the boiler room gets wheeled in and then you see all the chains and there's elect- the blue lightning and then the the chains pull and the person explodes cuz that's what happens yeah and then the <laughs> yeah. next shot You see, um, uh, 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 Julia Sugar (laughs) Ransom Maker, um, Martha May Marlene, you see her walking (laughs) down the hallway, and in the background, the guy's just laying there, fully bodied, on the table, with the chains hanging off, and his head right there, even though all parts of him exploded one second ago.
1: There, you know, between the gore and the chains and how many explosions there were and then all the army men it feels like this movie was created by a 13 year old boy's notebook cover
0: yes yes that's, like that's what and it that's, feels like
1: that's what i get so
0: confused by with the clive barker verse is there's the hellraisers like the original hellraiser there's i wouldn't even argue like nightbreed candy man although Candyman was more removed from him there's like the good stuff, and then there's the stuff that like the sequels. Which, well, Hellraiser Two was Tony Randall, and also the same writer Peter Atkins, who played um, Barman Cenobite, aka the later becomes flamethrower, barbed wire bartender, baby Cenobite.
1: Uh, I, he's was, the I was, I was like, wait, his okay? So he's a camera, he's a CD <laughs> player, he's a sewing machine. She's a don't smoke PSA. And he's a cocktail shaker?
0: Yeah, he's a cocktail shaker with Molotov cocktails.
1: Oh, boy.
0: And he looks like a big baby mask with barbed wire wrapped around him. Yeah. Nobody knows what that has to... Why weren't they little garnishes? Or, like, little... <laughs> he could he could have had cocktail swords all sticking exactly. out like Pinhead.
1: Exactly.
0: They gotta get more creative about this thing. Really but do. all those guys, Tony Randall and Peter Atkins who made two and three, although Anthony Hickox directed this one. I was so proud of it. He put a cameo of himself I in saw it. saw that. That says Anthony Hickox director on the TV. And um, they all were part of Clive Barker's like theater troupe back in England that made those weird, you know, <laughs> Frankenstein gay, controversial con- theater. <laughs> is that what it's
1: called? Frankenstein yeah. gay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, they just put all those words on the poster, and then Clive Barker put, like, a big expressionist (laughs) painting of a dick. And then David Geffen looked at it and said, that's the future of horror.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you see Clive Barker's name come up, and quite frankly, no offense intended, but it's, like, it's the same as seeing John Carpenter's name pop up now. You're like, all right, so he got a paycheck for this. But it does not. absolutely. It doesn't speak to the quality of what you're about to consume.
0: Uh, do you remember Wes Craven presents?
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. those were talk about a master of horror putting their name on some quality content.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy how many Hellraisers there are, and is it overall the worst franchise? Quite possibly. I mean, they get bad
0: on. People love two. I never bonded with two because I just felt like, I like it looked. It. It's I like Julia in it, and I love the mute girl until she talks. And I don't want to sound misogynist, but I just felt like she was really cool until she started speaking, and then she was just annoying.
1: Wow, okay. I
0: know, I know. Maybe I need to go back and check myself. But I remember <laughs> being disappointed in her for what I feel like was a valid reason. Julia's Lilac Fantasy gown... Great. But like that's the one where the clown town starts with Hellraiser, where it's like there's a they introduced the Cenobite machine.
1: (laughs) I guess it felt more like it played with alternate realities and like that kind of fantasy reality angle. And it felt it felt like a deliberate this is another place, like a dream state versus this shit, where I'm like, is this art gallery real? Why is everything so weird? Well, and absolutely, at least the second one
0: takes place in another dimension f- for most right. of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean,
0: I still, I, my main problem is still Dr. Shenard and his stupid, like, meat tube that he hangs off of or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> which also, for anyone that's seen the newest Star Wars, which I've told you about, Stacey, is terrible. But um, it's they Palpatine in that is the exact same as Chenard. They have him on a meat tube that he just hangs off of, and it moves him around for him because he's mm. too lazy to walk. I see. But um, I got
1: to get one of those.
0: You really need a a, a meat tube crane machine. It's the, around. It's,
1: it's the only time you're gonna hear me say I need a meat tube. <laughs>
0: it's true. she's vegetarian and proud. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: But it's it it just it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And, like, at least the first one was, like, somehow, while also being called initially sadomasochist from beyond the grave. Yeah. It still had, like, a, a legitimate gothic ethereality yeah. that worked despite oh, that,
1: itself. They should have stopped with one.
0: Really. I think that's the problem is it, it's such an—and it's, it's such an intimate story about a relationship mm-hmm. and— about power and the relationship and sexuality. And so it's like, where do you take it? Well, naturally, you have to take it to New York at a nightclub with a giant corpse party and a haunted tube.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And it's just weird that, like, the first one... I saw the first one when I was probably too young for it, and the sexuality of it felt really illicit to me because I think I was too young. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it feels really i don't know the sex was too much it's and a naughty movie it's a very naughty movie and then so for the rest of the series it's like they just kind of do away with that angle but they'll just like have people having sex and it's yeah i don't know this is boring you know yeah yeah it doesn't get into the like bdsm feel of the first movie
0: it's like the difference between like when you see sexy people that are like actually legitimately sexy and intimidating yeah um and they know they are and then you see like you see like the hippies on um like real sex seven on hbo at like the sex (laughs) retreat and they're like they're making dildos out of corn cobs like like that's it's the difference
1: yeah yeah
0: well no offense to the corn cob
1: Well, they exfoliate, I would imagine. (laughs) Not that you probably need it, but you never know. (laughs) Keep it supple and young. Anyway. Well...
0: I'm Pamela Stapleton, investigative reporter for Action News 9, and today I'd like to talk to you about a new brand of microdermabrasion that is taking the market by storm.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe there could be a Children of the Corn Hellraiser crossover i'm surprised they haven't gone there because
0: actually when you think of franchises that are about on the same wavelength
1: yeah i w- i did think that when i said hellraiser was the worst i think actually children of the corn is probably the worst
0: yeah i can't yeah.
1: be i can't be dazzled by that flying wheelchair in part two or whatever it is. <laughs> i can't let that overwhelm my feelings it's so amazing it's so amazing and part four has naomi watson karen black Oh, and part three has Charlize Theron. Yeah. And part three is also called Urban Harvest. So <laughs> that's a winner right there. That's all I need to get on board. Sometimes I'm just so easy. You Oh, it's called Urban Harvest. I'm in. I am in. And it is truly an urban harvest. They grow corn in the sea. <laughs> That was your pull
0: quote on the yeah. on the VHS tape.
1: This is truly an urban harvest.
0: Stacy Ponder, final Stacey girl. Stacy
1: Ponder, she's single, ladies. <laughs> Can I interest you Can in this we...
0: corn cob oh, microdermabrasion? My. Oh
1: my! Oh boy. Well, the CDs
0: almost made it worth it when they came in.
1: Oh, way sure. too
0: little, way too late. Way
1: too little, way too late.
0: In the worst assigned Cenobites of all time.
1: Honest, they're so dumb.
0: I thought two was ridiculous with those Cenobites, but these ones.
1: I mean, when Doc comes back and he's like, I don't know. Uh, he had, there was something going on with his nipples that I've blocked out. Yeah, yeah,
0: his nips were on blast.
1: His nips were on blast. He had a camera in his eye and then he was like, <laughs> that's a wrap.
0: Get yeah. ready for your close up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was like, is this a nightmare on Elm Street? Where are we going here?
0: Didn't you appreciate that the camera that was implanted in his eye was also a uh, extendable telescopic
1: proboscis? Of course I did.
0: Not unlike the you cenobite. Think
1: I wouldn't appreciate something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you love a proboscis.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: But it was very cenobite adjacent with the proboscis telescoping into the temple of the victim
1: you mean phantasm
0: no i'm thinking the this in alien when they shoot out the little cenobite mouth that staples you does a little hole punch
1: yeah but
0: phantasm also has a proboscis
1: yeah i see you didn't say alien i don't think you said it's xenobite adjacent and i'm like but he is a xenobite
0: oh i meant xenomorph i got yeah. my xenos confused yeah, one's a xeno okay. the i see a xeno.
1: and i was thinking of and the and then ball. there's a xeno man i was thinking what? of the, the phantasm ball with the forehead drill i thought that's oh, the best going.
0: part of the movie
1: yeah i love phantasm
0: yeah, love fucking phantasm. Love so phantasm. good.
1: It's so good.
0: It's got it's got silver spheres. It's got Jawas.
1: It's got the lady in lavender. And yeah. You, <laughs> so you know the tall man is like he's got he's... some gender issues he's working through.
0: Mm-hmm. He saw Julia in that lavender fantasy, and he said that could be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said I'm going to live my truth.
1: I'm gonna live my lady in lavender fantasies out.
0: I'm gonna seduce some gentlemen and kill them with my silver sphere proboscis.
1: Yeah, it has a finger with mustard coming out of it. <laughs> you know, I love that.
0: That's also the pull quote from you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's got a
0: finger with mustard coming out of it.
1: It does. That always gave me the creeps. I don't know it's, why. Something about well, that it's really
0: it's, goopy and gross. Yeah. And you, you, I don't. When my mustard comes out, it does. It's not that goopy.
1: Well. That's the end of that conversation. <laughs> There's no
0: coming back.
1: There's no coming back from that one. What about those CDs, huh? <laughs> yeah, all those AOL startup discs. <laughs> right? I
0: love that it goes... Bruh, bruh, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> it just flicks it. It yeah. just flicks the CD out. Impales you right in the forehead. Never decapitates anyone. That was reserved for The Rage, Carrie 2, starring Emily Burgle.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was just happy they made an appearance.
0: We know what we like, and it's, it's just not this.
1: Exactly. It was terrible. So I hope you're happy. This was an Anthony Hudson choice.
0: <laughs> I love that you have had to make that disclaimer five times now.
1: Well, <laughs> you, I mean, to be fair, you did say that you hated it.
0: I did say I hated it, and we had to push it to the front of the lineup because I couldn't wait to watch it again.
1: Exactly. So that's fine. I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm a sucker for the CDs. Yeah. yeah. It's the That's same understa- reason understandable. I, al- I always go back to the Rage Carry too, and I'm like, maybe I misunderstood it. Maybe you have a weird CD fetish. I think I do. Yeah. Well, we've all got something, right? We've all got our quirks, <laughs> as they say. Uh, But tomorrow...
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, we're back to a good movie. We're back to a good movie tomorrow. See how we push you away, listeners, and then we lure you back in or something. I don't know. Uh, But tomorrow, we're going to be talking about a little movie called A Nightmare in Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Ooh. Welcome I'm a, I'm excited. I'm uh, here's the thing. Anthony says we need to do Hellraiser three right away because I'm so excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> In that exact tone and cadence, and exact. then, but then, what does Anthony say about a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: Dream Warriors? Eh. I've never been I've never been as attached to it as everybody else. Eh, Ex- I never bonded with it. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, the pathos of Kristen and Nancy at the end. Okay, Jennifer Rubin being beautiful and bad. Kincaid calling Freddy a burnt-faced pussy. Hey, save it for the episode, lady. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm excited.
0: I, I honestly, because I... Um, I was of all the franchises, I'm actually may, perhaps least an Elm Street gal. Well, on least a Hellraiser oh, and Children of the Corn gal.
1: I and then I, yeah,
0: and then after that, least an Elm Street gal. I love the first one. I well, I'm we'll go for, into it tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I'm always here for one and three. Here's but three.
0: I recognize three is really good. However, I just I was more of a four. Gross. I know, I know, but this sounds... How can
1: you say that, right? When the woman in part 3, right, who's in the support circle, okay, the older woman who's like a bitch before Nancy gets there or whatever, is the same actress who played Pamela Ewing's mother on a little television show called Dallas, okay?
0: Stacy, <laughs> you keep dropping the hot the hot takes and I I just <laughs>
1: I, I just want you step. to keep that in mind when you go to watch it tonight for tomorrow's show, okay? And, and I, then see how your feelings are when you're done.
0: I well, and I am very open. I can't wait. I'm convinced. I know. <laughs> I, it will, I'm convinced. It. I will have some kind of experience.
1: Yeah, you're gonna say to yourself, "I've never seen Dallas. This has no bearing on my life." <laughs> That's fine. I will say it's been
0: about like, and that's that's the other thing is I watched the, Elm. I went through the Elm Streets like 12 years ago and I haven't watched them since. Yeah. So I am very excited to rewatch this. And it was actually the same thing with Hellraiser 3. I saw that actually before I watched, the last time I watched that was before I watched the Elm Street. So yeah, well. it will have been quite a time.
1: Well, that's, uh, we'll see how that goes tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone to talk about that film. We will I'm sure still I be will... fundraising We will bring up the same points Let's
0: We go... might bring up The Dallas Talk might come back Might Will <laughs>
1: <laughs> We will still be fundraising
0: Stacy, We have already had another donation Just since this We're at 960 With a total of 29 donors So That's cool That's
1: amazing That is so awesome Thank you guys so much It's going to a great cause
0: And that's significant because so far we've already gone 3,000 in the red just over the course of recording the last two episodes.
1: Well, I... So
0: so to get, to make up for that 3,000 and then to have a 960 on top of that surplus.
1: That's true. You know what? Here's the thing. If people are like, this content, what? Corn cobs? Scented holes? (laughs) Scented holes! (laughs) That's the
0: name of my favorite product.
1: (laughs) I mean, I uh, tell you what though, it's only going to get worse. Every day we're doing this, okay? This is usually us on day 2. This is a Sunday day 2. There's usually a week in between. <laughs> no, now there's not even 24 hours. I mean, we
0: said on the Dave and Luca episode we were canceled. So, you're lucky you're getting anything at all. But really, this we're just true. we're just trying to see how much longer we can conceivably keep going before we literally stop talking to each other so <laughs>
1: yeah before chains shoot out of us yeah before sh- no before
0: my drink shoots up out <laughs> of my cup turns into a pinhead face then turns to ice then stabs me in the face
1: yeah yeah
0: and then eh. i come back as a psa wrapped in leather
1: i'm gonna come back as a sewing machine or no I was gonna say I was gonna call flags as a roll of scented toilet paper, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a little like Hellraiser. That's, just... that's a little Hellraiser mum and Sean's crossover. <laughs> <laughs> well, goodbye everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative.
0: I know, right? Uh-
1: I <laughs>